So what's the surprise you've got lined up for them at the Concord tomorrow? I mean, if, uh, if I told you, it wouldn't be a surprise, would it now? <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't be, but is it a legal surprise? I don't know. I mean, uh, it wouldn't be a surprise if I started talking about it, I. Eh? Well, I mean, what, what can you tell us about what you've got planned for the Concord tomorrow? Well, look, uh, it's an important case about corruption in South Africa. Uh, and um, we are looking forward to the court pronouncing on the upholding of the Public Protectors Report in entirety. We're going to march from Merrifield Gerald Square, and we will be marching to the Constitutional Court. And uh, and that's it. Uh, that's, uh, that's what uh, the South Africans can expect, and uh, we are appealing to all South Africans to join in raising the flag. Uh, against corruption in South Africa. You know, the state uh, is, a, is an important entity. It is the only thing that the anti-apartheid liberation forces have managed to give uh, to the black people. It sustains a lot of black people's lives, and it is what black people are supposed to use to further undo the legacies of colonization and apartheid and create a truly non-racial society. If this entity is compromised through kleptocracy, corruption, and it is captured by mafias, uh, you are disarming us of the only thing as black people that is remains a defense against indignification against exploitation so mm-hmm. that's what the march is about and Bruce, i mean at, at the end of the day you you also want the people to make informed decisions regardless of what publication they read there's still information in that publication i mean a, a scenario would be in, in the united states if the democrats were to ban fox news from attending any of the events or if the republicans were to ban any left-wing publication attending their events i mean that that would seem wrong in terms of freedom of expression but also that that audience now doesn't get access access to information of your events. Why would you choose to ban ANN7 and the New Age? There's, there's an audience there, and surely some of them who could be convinced by your argument today. Well, it's not... Uh, I think it's important as a point of departure to first to clarify. Uh, we are not... We're no longer going to allow ANN7 and the New Age to come to our events, not because of any critical story that they've published, not because of the views that they hold about the EFS, not because they are right-wing or they are left-wing. There are many right-wing publications that come to our events. There are many uh, left-wing publications and people that say the whole host of, uh, you know, critical things about the EFS. Mm-hmm. It's not because of the views that these publications hold. It's because we do not think that they constitute free media. They're as good as Mkhabul of the ANC which has an audience, understand? So it's like having Zizi Kotwa come to publish uh, or to come and cover a press conference of the EFL. They are not free media. They are a communications department of a corrupt family. Shouldn't that they don't be, sh- shouldn't free that be, media. I, I hear you, Mbusaini, mm-hmm. but, but shouldn't that be decided not by politicians who, I mean, if, if we were to extend this to all political parties, there could be a dangerous precedence that you're setting here. I mean, shouldn't it be decided by a group of editors, someone like Sanef? If this is a registered media organization, then their journalists get media cards, and by the right of having a media card, I have access to your event. Why would you deny an individual journalists, regardless of what affiliation they have, to access your events? 
we are not we are if you are taking a moral and an ethical position uh, which south africans must understand it's like uh, taking that moral and ethical position in relation to nespas under apartheid after you are away and this has been the case since 2010 there's been so many investigations that have been called to investigate a clear case of, for instance, the new age that is sustained through taxpayers' money. There's never been an investigation, even in Parliament. There's been investigations that have been called that the advertisements of the TNA, whose audiences are not even audited by ABC, which is supposed to be the case, yet it receives literally 90, 80 to 90% of its budget is literally ran through taxpayers' money. There's been countless and countless of investigations because nothing has happened. So we are taking a political position because we're saying this is a money-making scheme that is draining taxpayers' money. It has nothing to do with the publication of engaging in free media and the investigation and interrogation of ideas and true speech. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they shouldn't cover us. They can continue to speak about the EFF. We are not banning them. We have no power in that sense to ban them as publications. They will continue to say things about us. We have been doing this. We've been boycotting their platforms. We've refused since the formation of the EFF to take any interviews on them since we have formed Mm -hmm. on these bases. We are escalating that action on the basis of freedom of association. They are not allowed to come to our events because we have the freedom and the right to associate with whoever we want. And we do this because we believe that any association with them is legitimacy of the corruption that they are involved in. And we're saying just one, final, one, one final thing then. That, that may be within your right. But, you know, from, from what we've heard from those who've heard your remarks, they believe it's a threat. They believe that you're going to be taking practical action, to quote Julius Manema, not just against the Guptas or the business there holders. No but against, but against the individual journalists, w- would you like to set that record straight? What that's, action that's would the EFF take against journalists of ANN Seven or New Age attending their events? That's why we've been on radio, in all television studios, to dispel that myth. The relationship between journalists and the New Age is as workers. When we say we are going to occupy, for an example, office of APSA. I never got called for, from your show to ask, what about the workers that work there? What about their safety? Those journalists are workers, you understand? And we've been here, in this show, we've been going everywhere to clarify that there is no action, there is no violence that will ever be meted against the individual journalists. There's no protest against those individual journalists. If they come in their own accord, not being asked to come and report and file stories on behalf of a corrupt media Communications Department of the Guptas, ANN7 and TNA. If they come on their own to publish in their blogs, they're welcome. And there will be more further protest actions that will be carried out to make sure that the Guptas leave South Africa because this is our demand. They must disengage from all forms of life, political, cultural and social, and pack their bags and go wherever they came from. They are not welcome in South Africa anymore because they've abused the generosity of the people of South Africa. Uh, Mbiseni, I mean, that, that may be all well and true, but, you know, you, it's very difficult in the media world to ask a journalist to come write a report that is going to feature in a blog. You know, that's not how we're employed. We're employed we're by a media organization and my... and my and not my, going to change. We're not going to allow any association with the Guptas media in terms of 
TNA and NN7. Did you, consider, did you consider any and other options, Abrisani, before doing this? We have been, I've told you that since formation over the last two years, gradually we have been boycotting going to any of their events, including the TNA breakfast that they share with the SADC. We've had public statements to condemn them. We've, we've been do, we've been in a, in a, in a boycott. You can ask their editors. We've been in a, we've never been to their studios. We've never written in their papers. We've not done anything. Now we are escalating that action to disassociate with them in terms of the events that we control. The rights of admission are reserved and this is our freedom of association because we believe any direct form of interaction with them is an indirect uh, legitimation of their corrupt activities because these are not media houses. So in terms of the allegations, what proof do you bring forward when you make these allegations? Because that's, that's um, the criticism that Moxine levels against you. He says these are all baseless allegations. There's well, no proof. We are, no. Countless submissions have been given to the Parliament of the Republic of South Africa. In the Minister of, in the letter that we wrote to him, we gave him an instance where the Minister of Finance confirmed the, 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 the advertisement expenditures, for an example, that the SAA had to the TNA. And, and, and that was in relation, that was a, a, a question and answer to a parliamentary question. They've never disputed that. SAA in 2011 bought about 5 million copies of TNA, distributing them in their outlets everywhere on the basis of the audience numbers that are not audited by ABC. What other paper enjoys using taxpayers' money to support a paper? And that happens from the Department of Higher Education, from many, many departments, including local government departments in the Northwest and the Free State, where they buy advertisements that are overpriced from the TNA to keep it alive, using taxpayers' money. Many papers, local community papers and publications drown every day of South Africans because they don't get support from anybody. Here's TNA. Since it's alive, it's been supported with taxpayers' money. We can't allow that.